Morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, welcome to Friday, the 13th. Friday the 13th, Big J. Ooh, in 2020. I know, uh, which pretty much means ends of days. So thank you very much for tuning in while you could. We appreciate that. Listen, we expect you to stay through the whole show. <laughs> uh, we expect nothing less every day, right? Yeah, I know. Everybody that listens, listens for the full hour, four hours of the show, knows exactly what happened from 6 o'clock all the way till 10, right? And if they don't, they can pretend that they did by listening to the Morning After podcast. See how it's all cyclical? And it goes around and gets back to what we really want to talk about? There's no excuse. That's right. And that podcast is available on all platforms, bro. Rate us. Subscribe to us. Check it out when you get the opportunity and enjoy your Friday the 13th. Uh, You're not very superstitious, are you, Big J? Uh, No, not really. No. I mean, I don't think that there's anything special about the 13th day. Um, But yet you believe in, like, uh, karma or no? Yeah, sure. Okay. So you believe in that, which is kind of a superstition, right? No. Huh? It's proven. How so? Well... When bad stuff happened to you, it's because you did bad stuff before. Or are you just jumping to that conclusion? I don't know. It seemed like there was plenty of evidence for that for me for that in the past, but I'm not going to get into explicit details. Got it. Uh, nor would I ask, because it's none of my business nor concern. That's right, pal. But uh, on top of that, it, it, there are plenty of people that are. And well, Here's the question. Would there be a freaky Friday the 13th thing if there wasn't a Friday the 13th movie? Oh, sure. Would I think that be a thing? I don't think it would be. Well, I don't think people would be like, oh, Friday the 13th, if the Friday the 13th movie had never happened. You're thinking that, that Friday the 13th became a thing in 1981 when the movie I, came out? I say that it's it's popular today to talk about that because of the movie. But you, I don't think people were very concerned about Friday the 13th right. in general beforehand. I don't know. But do you, do you remember in the movie that whereas Friday the 13th plays no uh, pivotal part in it no, whatsoever? No, not at all. It, yeah, that's right. It never has. It's not like Jason appears on Friday the Thirteenth or right. any of that stuff. No, it's just called Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. It has no. It has no impact on the film at all when those events take place in any way, shape, or form. But yet, uh, maybe you're right. Who knows? They could have just called the movie Good Friday or Saturday the Fourteenth. Remember that parody movie that came out? No. In like 1986. No. Is that real? Yeah, it's a real thing. Saturday, I've never heard of it. Saturday the Fourteenth. It's wow. not. It's not worth your time. Okay. There is a reason why you haven't heard of it. Uh, hopefully you have heard of this show as we are going to do a lot of stuff on this Friday. We're going to talk to Jordan from Bring Me the Horizon in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to have a chance to get somebody qualified for Win Santa Sack, which of course week three will be given away this evening with Randy on his show. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in for that. Please and thank you very much. And of course you'll also have an opportunity to have a little bit of fun. Big Jay's going to have a life lesson for you. I tried uh, without success to secure a PS5 in multiple different ways and contacts and websites yesterday. None of them were successful. Uh, have you been trying to chase down a next-gen system or are you just no. kind of waiting until it happens? Why would you do that? Uh, well, I, I, what do you mean? Because you want to no, have it. I, no, yeah, yeah, I understand why you're chasing it, chasing it down. But no, I, I, listen, that's too hard. That's too much work to do. <laughs> Well, it's not really any work at all. You just have to click a couple of links. Yeah, I click things on other things. And uh, and either way, you're not being very successful. I'm not days. being aggressive on it because I know I know the outcome. Uh, yeah, it isn't good. And uh, but I, I've also been fairly surprised at the amount of people on my timeline that have uh, some sort of next gen system as well. Like I mean, because people, because you you're friends with a lot of smart people. Well, who pre-ordered uh, stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I tried to too, but it couldn't get through on a pre-order stuff. Yeah. So it's not like it, did I you try? Well, I mean, I tried as much as I tried yesterday to get my hands on one. I mean, I, I spent probably you know two or I, I set my alarm like two or three times when I saw that there was going to be like dumps on a website for new pre-orders. None of it was successful. Uh, but you know, well, it maybe is. Maybe your friends are just lucky. Uh, they could very well be. Either way, I was impressed by it. So, uh, if you have an X-Gen system, enjoy. If you don't, uh, heck, uh, join the club. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to today, including some music like Alice in Chains. We'll start with some no excuses here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Coronavirus numbers, Big J. Idaho added 1,006 confirmed, 278 possible COVID-9 cases on Thursday. That makes it nine out of the last 10 days the state has surpassed 1,000 daily cases. Man. There have been now uh, 67,428 confirmed cases in Idaho since the beginning. Ada and Canyon County tied for the lead yesterday with 183 new cases. Bonneville County, 75. State also reported 16 new deaths on Thursday. 
And health officials have released new data on the rate of people testing positive for COVID-19. Guess what, Big J? It's up. Weird. 14.7% the week before. This week, 16.9%. Positivity rate has steadily increased as well in recent weeks. There were uh, 30,920 tests performed last week, and of those, 16.9% tested positive. If you factor in the uh, probable cases... And we're up at around 22 to 23 percent. You understand? Well, we like being on top, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are damn close to being on top of things. And so, who knows what's happening? Either way, it ain't good. How much of the Broncos game did you watch last night, Big J? Uh, I was in, and I was going in between games, so in and out. So you know, I get most of it. Good news, bad news, I suppose, for the Broncos. The bad news happened a little bit before the game as 14 players had to sit out of this game because of COVID-19. I think, Well, I think that answers a question about some of the players who were missing in the BYU game. Yeah. Uh, Hank was back, though. Uh, he started the game, although the other bad news was uh, didn't really do much in the game on offense. We didn't have to. No, no. Special teams picked up the slack for sure, uh, resulting in 21 points. Uh, and so they were bounded after the embarrassing loss to BYU in Week 3 and beat Colorado State 52-21. to uh, Boise State improves to 10-0 against Colorado State since joining the Mount West, which is pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, just a little over 200 yards passing for the Broncos and one touchdown. Uh, three touchdowns on the ground, but only 89 yards. So if you take away the special teams touchdown, the final score is 28-21. But uh, it never really felt in doubt because the Broncos special teams did such a great job. Uh, fumbled away with a touchdown, too, but still, at the end of the day, if you get 21 points off your special teams, you got to be pretty happy, yes? Yeah. So, well done to the Broncos. They improved to 3-1 and one on the season. Colts beat the Titans 34-17 in Nashville last night. The Titans had been leaning 17-13 to at halftime, and then the Colts went nuts in the second half. Phillip Rivers, 308 yards and a touchdown, and uh, he moved past Dan Marino into fifth place for most passing yards in NFL history. So that's pretty impressive as well. Uh, Colts looked pretty good last night. Agree or disagree, Big J? Uh, yeah. You know who didn't look great? Derek. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Thanks for the 11 points. I needed 30. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, that's how you shut down the Titans. You know what I mean? You, you got to make them. You got to make Ryan Tannehill beat you. And so far, he's done okay, but he's had more uh, unsuccessful turns than successful ones. MVPs were announced yesterday for baseball. Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves and Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox, both of them first baseman, won the MVP awards yesterday. Congratulations to them. And, of course, we now have a release date for WandaVision, Big J. Disney Plus has announced it's January 15th of 2021 will be when the television show premieres on the network. Uh, looks like we're going to have to exp- uh, wait a little bit longer. We had originally thought that maybe it would be rescheduled for December, but that's not the case. Uh, of course, this follows the Scarlet Witch and Vision as they kind of have fun. It was supposed to be the second MCU show that hit the streaming service. We were supposed to get the Falcon and Winter Soldier first, but of course that caused more production delays that pushed it back further than WandaVision was. So we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, all this stuff takes place after the events of Endgame. And the show finds Wanda and Vision attempting to live life in a suburban household through the lens of decades of television sitcoms. So eh, there's something off here from the jump, obviously. We'll have to figure it out and enjoy it. So you're going to wait till next year until you can enjoy any of the MCU stuff. And still no date on Falcon and Winter Soldier. So not exactly sure when that's going to drop. But obviously, it'll be next year sometime now. Big J's Life Lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, Friday the 13th, Nick, 2020. We talked about that a little earlier. Well, guess what? Today also happens to be World Kindness Day. Oh. And, uh, you know, I don't know how often you have been kind to somebody on purpose, but... Uh, and I'm not talking about saying, hey, have a nice day. It's nice to see you. That sort of thing. I mean, you know, going out of your way when you see somebody in need uh, to try to help them out. And it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, to be honest with you. I mean, it takes a little bit of, you know, 
just, I guess, perseverance in the moment because, you know, you don't know how that person's going to react if you see somebody who's in need, you know, whether they're going to be reject you or uh, it's just an awkward situation sometimes and uh, it's not easy to do. I, I recommend, though, uh, when we're talking about real kindness and, and it, it's a twofold thing. One, you're helping somebody else, but you're also doing some really amazing things for yourself and your own uh, self-esteem and your own mood and those sort of things. It's kind of a selfish thing to do in some regards, but it's a good thing uh, all around because you're helping other people and you're helping yourself at the same time. And uh, I, I think to me, the easiest go-to here, and it sounds lazy, but it's actually been uh, been pretty interesting, is when you're uh, in line at a, a fast food, you don't drive through, and you pay for the person's stuff who's behind you. And, you know, this happened to me once where, where somebody did that to me. And I'm like, that's that's crazy, really? Because they don't know anything about me. They don't know my politics. They don't know any of that stuff. They just wanted to do something nice. And it kind of blew me away. And so every now and then I will do that as well. And it's just a, it's just an interesting feeling. And, you know, it is kind of an interesting conversation to have with the person, you know, at the drive-thru too. Hey, you know, I want to pay for this person's stuff behind me. And, um, you know, if they ask about it, just say pay it forward. And and that's a, it's a really easy way to do that and to be kind and to you know maybe if there's six people in the vehicle behind you reconsider <laughs> you scope it out a little bit before you decide yeah. to be too kind yeah i mean it depends on how much money you have but i mean that can get kind of crazy especially with the prices these days but uh either way that's a really effective and easy way to show an act of kindness and to help somebody uh in, in whatever you want to do whether it's you know drive through for coffee or or food whatever have you um you know it's a little harder to do at a restaurant to pick up somebody's check without you know getting into a weird conversation because sometimes being kind is an awkward situation and uh that that prevents a lot of people from doing it it's kind of like saying thank you to a veteran or a soldier uh, when you see them you just kind of got to step out and do it and trust me you're going to feel better about yourself and the person uh behind you they you know, might make them maybe they had a terrible day or maybe uh maybe they're uh you know somebody who really needed that at the moment you never know uh what that can do for somebody else yeah, it's it's a, could be a little bit more difficult to do a random act of kindness in the middle of a pandemic, so you have to be creative sometimes too. Exactly, exactly. So uh, you know, take this, take Friday the thirteenth, uh, and, and, and put it in a chokehold, and then do something kind. So you're right? doing something uh, deliberately mean to Friday yeah. the thirteenth in order to yeah, the superstitious day that's coming to get us. You gonna be nice to the boogeyman? No, I didn't say that. All right, I'm just saying. You have Screw to do the mean. boogeyman. Boogeyman. There's your life lesson, I think. Morning <laughs> After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, the uh, new Dead Sarah song. We're in a world premiere that for you, plus some important stuff. We're going to talk to Jordan for Bring, bring Me the Horizon next hour as well. After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. You in it to win it? The Idaho Lottery's got their $1 million raffle. It's going on now. You've got the best odds of winning a million bucks, and it's on sale for you to pick up now. So go into an Idaho Lottery retailer near you and pick up your raffle ticket so you could be a millionaire, perchance. Big J, if you would like to visit your family for Thanksgiving safely, you, as we speak, should be in quarantine. Specifically, experts say you need to quarantine both before and after Thanksgiving Day if you want to visit with your family for 14 days, meaning Jeez. you should have started yesterday. Uh, that according to medical analysts across the country, because one of the things they say you need to understand is that people we love can carry COVID-19 as much as a stranger can, and that therefore it's not safe to get together in person, indoors, or with anybody, not in your immediate household bubble unless you take these precautions. She adds, if you want to uh, gather indoors, you need to quarantine for 14 days before and then get tested for the virus. That's because 14 days is the maximum incubation period for coronavirus, and taking the test too early might not pick up the infection. To successfully quarantine, you can still leave your house to take walks and exercise outside, but you should keep your distance from others, limit yourself to just one grocery store trip, and try to go during off times. Also suggested ordering groceries or even the entire meals to be delivered to your home. The highest risks you can uh, take part in when you're trying to quarantine? Well, getting together with people from outside your household indoors or going to indoor bars or restaurants. You should also avoid gyms if you're quarantining. And if you can't quarantine or even one person in the group you want to get together with can't quarantine, you should probably take care of your Thanksgiving outdoors and be prepared to keep your distance. 
How do you think we're going to do with that, Big J? Not very good. I mean, it's unreasonable, too. I mean, it's just, uh, God, it's just a crazy thing. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why uh, the numbers are ridiculously high and spiking, because none of this stuff is happening. Uh, so you can't really say you haven't been warned. You can say you're not doing it, but they're trying to tell you if you want to do, if you want to live like you do normal things, you have to take some precautions in order to do those things safely. And we just don't want to do it. So there's the problem. When you, when you, when you, when people say this is what you have to do in order to have Thanksgiving safely and not have the numbers go up, and then you look at the numbers going up across the state. You go, oh, I wonder if there's a correlation there. The I answer mean, is pretty much it's everybody that's going to be at our Thanksgiving has had COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you've been a COVID hotspot. You've been basically a Petri dish at your place. Ivy League canceled all winter sports yesterday, including men's and women's basketball because of the pandemic, becoming the first Division One conference to do so. The decision came 13 days before the scheduled start of the college basketball season. Uh, because they are worried about the current trends regarding transmission, and so they've decided to keep their athletes healthy. Uh, but then again, it's the Ivy League, Big J. Nobody really cares much about the athletic programs there uh, from a national standpoint, but it, uh, they're also the Ivy League for a reason. Uh, maybe one of the smarter things to do, because once again, if you look around the college football landscape, even more games were canceled yesterday. Uh, they talked about how the possible playoff and bowl games all could be postponed because there's so many large successful college football programs dealing with the coronavirus issues. And so uh, now they're talking about how they're going to have to be able to figure this whole thing out. So it's not, I would say the college football season has not been going well. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, it's been a struggle. As there's been a lot of postponements, a lot of cancellations, a lot of rescheduling, and a lot of uh, programs with issues, including the Boise State Broncos. Uh, But yet, the games carry on. And so that's the most important thing, I guess, as the TV money is still made. Big J, can I interest you in a deep-fried turkey pillow from Arby's? <laughs> no, I don't need a pillow. They have rolled out their holiday merchandise, and the deep-fried turkey pillow is just in time for Thanksgiving. However, unlike traditional pillows that you're familiar with, the ever-innovative Arby's created a pillow that's more like a helmet than anything else. You see, it's a gigantic turkey that looks like it's deep-fried, that you shove over your entire head, Big J. You see? And it's got like a very uh, golden brown outside, and it's supposed to be very comfortable on the inside. It gives you a delicious-looking hat designed so that you can rest easy and comfortably after eating all the turkey or deep-fried turkey from Arby's that you want. The turkey hat coincides with the release of their limited-time deep-fried turkey sandwich, which is available at the participating locations nationwide. The pillow, however, uh, much more harder to get your hands on than the sandwich. According to Arby's, the item is currently sold out, but fans can still enter to win one along with a 50% coupon for a turkey sandwich or wrap. So it's going to be difficult to get your hands on this turkey helmet pillow, but it may be worth it. Or it could be nightmare fuel, one of the two. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are going to Egypt for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it's a crazy ass story. As it all takes place in an emergency room at Bene Suif Hospital, which is located, oh, I don't know, about 100 miles south of Cairo there in Egypt, okay? Okay. And it starts with a 40-year-old fisherman stumbling into the ER. Cannot talk, very clearly short of breath, and is struggling to breathe. And so they're like, what is going on, right? Then he collapses there in the ER, and the nurses realize, okay, something is seriously wrong. Rush him into a room, start looking around, and they see Big J. Something is blocking his airways. Oh, no. What the hell is going on? So uh, the doctors get in, and uh, obviously at this point, the guy is barely breathing. And so they look in. And, uh, of course, uh, because this is 2020, the cameras are rolling, you understand? So there's footage of this whole thing. And the doctor opens up his mouth. I I don't even know how this happens. But he he opens up his mouth. And out of his throat, Big J, he pulls out 
essentially like an eight-inch fish, okay? Full eight-inch fish that was stuck in this dude's throat. Jesus. You understand what I'm yeah, telling you? Yeah, yeah. It's not a small fish. It's not a minnow. It's a gigantic fair. Like, I mean, you would look at this fish and go, how does this get st I mean, you realize how it got stuck in his throat because it's gigantic, but how does it happen? And this, so uh, he was he was fishing it in and it just it flew out of the water right into his mouth, Nick. You're not too far away. No. Here, uh, according to the guy, once he recovered, here's the story of what happened. He's a fisherman. He's been a fisherman for the last 25 years. And he says that one of his the ways that he fishes, he does like the hillbilly hand fishing. You understand? Okay. Like he goes in there and he starts with noodling. Is that yeah, what it is? That's exactly what it's called. <laughs> yes. He goes in with his hands and pulls damn fish out of the water. And he says that that's what he was doing. Like he had done a million times. He had to he had grabbed a fish out of the water as he was fishing. He put one of the fish in his mouth while it was still flipping around so he could grab another one because it was a school of fish coming by. And he said before he knew it, the fish had just slid right down his throat. And realized that as he was attempting to catch the second fish by hand, uh, it went ahead and got stuck right at the entrance of his windpipe. And that's when things were not good. And so he was able to, believe it or not, walk the about 40 to 50 feet to the hospital. And <laughs> it was right outside of a hospital? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too far Damn. away. And so he was able to get the help that he needed fairly quickly, and thank goodness for that. He, uh, It was a short procedure in order to get the fish out of his damn throat. Uh, and it was reported that the man is recovering and being monitored in the intensive care unit as he's got some, you know, damage to his throat for having a live fish stuck in his damn windpipe. You understand? Yeah. So at least he's going to be okay. But it's one of those stories where you wouldn't believe if there wasn't like footage of it to make it look like, okay, that's real. That 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 fish was really in that dude's throat. My God, how does that happen? Cray cray, dude. Uh, and so a, a gentle reminder to this man. That's why Jesus made fish nets. So you didn't have to hold live fish in your mouth while you dug around for another one, you know? That might be the best course of action next time around. Because your mouth isn't a great holding part for fish. No. You know? So No, it wasn't meant for that. I mean, it, it, it probably is one of those things where he'd done it a million times before and didn't even think about it. But now you never do it again, right? Never. Once you get a fish stuck in your throat, that's about it? Nah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. Oh, is that really? You Keep don't change going. anything? Nah. <laughs> I what don't know. the chances it'll happen again? I, I, while I agree with you, I still say that there's probably some trauma associated with that event. And so that's probably why you avoid it. To, you know, avoid the terrible memories of that awful event of having to run into an emergency room because you have a fish stuck in your throat. Listen, it's better than some of the we're going to hell stories where the fish would be located somewhere else. It's very true. Very, very true. I guess if it's going to be stuck in part of your body, that's a good place for it to get stuck. And an appropriate one, really. Right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Jordan Fish, unrelated, is going to be joining us next from Bring Me the Horizon. CX Rock. That is new from Bring Me the Horizon. It is called Teardrops here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, they just released a new album. That's where you can find it. And a gentleman that plays keyboards in the band Bring Me the Horizon, his name is Jordan Fish, and he joins us right now from England here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Good morning, Jordan. How you doing, man? Uh, very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah just chilling. <laughs> hey, it's the first time we've had a chance to, to talk to you, Jordan, so it's it's nice to meet you, even though it's uh, uh, kind of distant and far away. But, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, post-human survival horror, um, the, the new album, it is really incredible to me uh, just how diverse and different some of these songs are from one another. Um, as an artist, is that something you set out to do, or did it just kind of happen that way? Just the weird thing about this record is... I've heard a lot of people saying it's really diverse, but this was us trying to keep it. We, we were trying to keep it a bit on the, what's the word? This was us trying not to be too diverse, basically. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think um, this is us really doing our rocky record. So I think if anything, sometimes we we, we spray it a bit too wide, our um, influences. When I think we're, we're big music fans and the way we write is quite... Um, makes it easy for us to kind of be able to have a go at a lot of different styles of music. So incorporating different things comes naturally to us anyway. 
but yeah, this was this was us trying to rein it in a little bit, <laughs> obviously failing. Uh, along with that came a lot of different guests on the album as well. Amy Lee from Evanescence, obviously, Baby Metal, Youngblood among them. Was that also organic or did you guys plan to go, OK, let's see if we can do some collaborations on this particular record? Yeah, mostly organic. Um, we, we've, we've been doing collaborations. We did. We had three guests on Ammo, so um, it kind of is something we enjoy doing and bringing different people into the record to keep it interesting. So Baby Metal are a band that we've wanted to work with for a while and we've known those guys for years. Um, we were on tour with them last year in Japan, actually. We just approached them all, obviously, being in lockdown and separate countries, etc. We uh, we just approached them all via email and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, the, the modern way, and it was all done virtually. So Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, you know, even five years ago, um, uh, putting together an album in such a way uh, like you did this, is, is that something that you would ever would have considered being able to do or even wanting to do it that way? No, definitely not. I, mean, I think it's something I thought was going to be impossible for us, but um, we've realized that it is possible this year. And I think that's testament. To, there's a lot of people, I think, this year who've realized that you can still find different ways to work and carry on working, not necessarily the way you thought, you know, so everyone's having to adapt, basically, aren't they? So we've had to do the same thing and figure out how we can get this record finished when we're, you know, for the best part of the year, we haven't been able to physically see each other. Recording studios were closed and especially, I mean, with the music videos is a whole other thing, which I, obviously I haven't had to deal with as much, but our management team and Jamana, our manager, and Ollie, who works on all the videos, they've had their own set of challenges with working out how to do these uh, these videos in you know when there's places are in lockdown and it's got to be distanced and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's been a different type of challenge but um but yeah it's part, part of the fun of it i guess has that affected maybe the creativity with some of the music in general or by challenging some of those barriers i don't know i, I feel like maybe writing over the writing over over the internet has in a way made it better but i don't really know why it's just i've enjoyed it somehow because i'm on my own so i can i sometimes i have other band members like over my shoulder while I'm working and it can feel a bit it can it can be a bit nerve-wracking almost and a bit choky whereas like because I'm in my own home I can just do stuff and send it and it's like if it's if it is then it's no problem I've quite <laughs> enjoyed that freedom of not having anyone behind me it's been quite cool indeed you know Jordan from uh, bring me the horizon joins us we talk about how you recorded this in a pandemic situation now you're releasing the record in a pandemic and now you announce a arena tour which isn't happening until later next year almost a year from now because of the pandemic which gives you a lot of downtime uh, between that so what, what are the plans okay, obviously you guys can't rehearse or anything or at least you have to do so virtually right um yeah well we don't rehearse anyway so <laughs> we gave up doing that years ago um so yeah i mean we're gonna i guess we, when we were writing this we didn't really realize how long this was going to go on at the beginning of this year it was like everyone was looking at kind of september i remember people talking about september of this year as being you know maybe maybe it'll be gone by then mm -hmm. obviously as time's gone on we've we've been slapped back into reality so September next year. Well, I mean, we pretty much felt like we've got to we've got to pick a time and have a go at it and hope for the best. And I think we're feeling hopeful that we get some good news soon on a vaccine and all this kind of stuff. But if it doesn't happen in September next year, worst case scenario, then we then we push it back. But I mean, we're in the same boat as everyone else in the sense that like we need we need something to look forward to and some some ambitions and some targets to work towards as well. So. You know, I think everyone needs to be able to think, you know, next year, hopefully at the end of next year, we, we've got something to look forward to. Otherwise, I, I feel like it's going to get a bit depressing. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you picked up any uh, hobbies or anything uh, along the way here to, to help pass some time, maybe if you want to unplug from music? Um, have I picked up any? Well, I've got two children. I've got a young daughter. So hobbies are not really. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, changing nappies is my current hobby. Um, yeah, other than that, not really. I mean, mostly just I go for a little run. I run and that's it. Well, you know, that must be nice, too, though, I guess. You know, usually when releasing a new record, now would be the time you guys are going to be on the road and kind of doing a whole bunch of tour dates. So maybe being home with the family during this time has kind of been a, a, a nice change of pace as well, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I need to escape, is what he's saying. Get me out of here. 
<laughs> that is a wonderful wow. answer. That is a wonderful <laughs> answer. Well, man, I tell you what, the album is great. It's called Post-Human Survival Horror. It is available now for courtesy of Columbia Records. You should check it out for sure. Uh, some great tracks on it. It's always good to catch up with you, Jordan, man. Thank you for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the support, guys. Thank you. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We have a new feature on your favorite social media app, Big J. Oh, yeah? Facebook is debuting a feature that basically copies one of the things that it has done with Instagram and moves it over to Messenger, and that is they will make it possible for messages to disappear in your Messenger app as well as Instagram. Users can turn on what they are calling vanish mode by swiping up in an existing chat thread and it will cause messages to disappear after they're seen by the recipient and they leave the chat. Users can turn it off by swiping up again. As part of the feature, Messenger and Instagram will notify users when somebody takes a screenshot of their chat while using vanish mode. That's when you know somebody's trying to get you caught in something. Feature currently available on Messenger in the US and will be available on Instagram in the coming weeks. I have still yet to been presented with a good reason why you would need your messages to disappear, I guess. Yeah, what's the... Why why would you? Unless you're doing something shady, what do you need messages to disappear on stuff like that? Agreed. I guess I'm not nefarious enough to to think about a reason why that would happen, but I see features like that and I'm like, well, geez, if you're using that feature, you're doing something that you're probably not supposed to be doing. Oh, geez, Rick. (laughs) What? What did that have to do with anything? (laughs) Nothing. On Thursday night, the Boise State Broncos took on Colorado State at Albertson Stadium. They wanted to take care of things after an embarrassing 34-point loss at home to BYU in Week 3, and I think they did that. Final score, 52-21 in favor of Boise State. But it really was the special teams that shined for the Broncos last night, causing three touchdowns for them. Uh, The offense didn't look all that great. Uh, Only 200 yards passing and uh, less than 100 yards on the ground, but enough to get the job done, right? Listen, who's going to complain when you're missing 14 people from your team? That's part of the problem. I mean, like, you know, you got 14 people missing because of COVID, so you're running on scratch as it is, and they ended up getting the job done, so congratulations to them. Uh, The total fallout of COVID still yet to be determined, I'm sure. Colts speed the Titans 34-17 to Nashville last night. The Titans had been leading at halftime 17-13, but then the Colts came out in the second half and put on a clinic. Phillip Rivers threw for 308 yards and a touchdown. He ended up passing Dan Marino. He's now fifth place for most passing yards in NFL history. Hall of Famer Phillip Rivers, Big J? I mean, I think statistically wise, it's hard to say no to that. Alex Trebek, of course, has become synonymous with Jeopardy over the years because of his three-decade run with the game show. But, as we all know, uh, Alex Trebek episodes are going to run on television through Christmas. It's going to be weird. And that's all they have in the can. And the question becomes, who's next? Well, a petition has started online that I can actually get behind, Big J. I'm not sure if the online petition will make any sense, but I love the idea of LeVar Burton taking over for Alex Trebek Mm -hmm. as the host of... Jeopardy. I'm also not objecting to Ken Jennings, the all-time leading money winner as well, taking over for it, but I feel like LeVar makes some sense. Uh, He, of course, has spent 21 years hosting the PBS classic Reading Rainbow. He worked on the Star Trek franchise, his work on Roots. He uh, showed up on TV shows like The Big Bang Theory, Community, and more. And the petition is asking for people to sign it and get the, uh, uh, I guess, the attention of Sony Network Television, who is the producer and distributor of Jeopardy, to maybe think about LeVar Burton taking over the role as host of Jeopardy. Uh, and for his, uh, to his credit, LeVar Burton apparently is jumping on board. I saw him retweeted out earlier this morning. So I guess he is on board and he would take the gig if it was offered up to him. So we'll see what ends up happening. Now, I don't know what the plans are for Jeopardy, if they have any, but I would like this plan. I think I feel like it's a good idea. We'll see if it ends up working out of the will of the people. I think they're looking for like 75,000 signatures. I looked this morning, they're up to like 60,000. So they'll probably hit it here pretty soon. Um, whether or not that makes an impact, I don't know. I mean, who cares? Right. The people of Jeopardy don't care. You okay, can, you can okay. have probably 3 million, and then maybe you might get some attention, perhaps. But I do like the idea. I'm not sure who they're going to go with. Uh, but I do like the idea. 
of LeVar Burton taking things over. And I know he's doing like a Reading Rainbow podcast too. And then, you know, he can have a good catchphrase. He's really good at that kind of stuff. I mean, he would he's smart. Makes sense. Do you remember LeVar Burton's catchphrase on Reading Rainbow, Big J? Read. No. It's good for everybody. No. no. Like I ever watched Reading Rainbow. You didn't watch Reading Rainbow? Hell no. Oh, it was about reading. This explains so much. Burn the book! Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey! You get qualified right here for Santa Sack, and that uh, that Randy guy gonna give that away tonight. Uh, you can get your uh, Echo Dot, yourself a uh, HD or a uh, an Amazon Fire Stick, and now an HD Fire Kindle, 10 inch tablet, very cool. And then of course, if you don't win, you're in for the next week, and it gets even bigger. Yeah. Plus, we'll throw out your tickets to Metallica's All Within My Hands acoustic concert event that's happening tomorrow uh, afternoon. Very very cool. You just need to beat me in pop culture smackdown. I saw Robert Downey Jr. getting all crazy with uh, Metallica yesterday. Yeah, What's yeah, the I, I did, well, I didn't mention it because that was going to be the bad impression. I can't read your mind, buddy. But if you'd can't like read to play... not leaves either. No, I can't. Uh, how about you get on the phone, 208-287-1003, and play a little thing called Pop Culture Smackdown against Big J. See if you got what it takes. Let's see if Big J's got what it takes. Hello, The X. Not now. Hello. Block with anger. Hey, man. What's your name? Jim. All right, Jim, you're up first. Jim Zachabraff played a doctor on this NBC sitcom. Um, Scrubs. Right. That is correct. Big J, uh, this actress had a small little bit part in a movie that you love called Old School, but has spent the last 17 seasons as Meredith Grey on the TV show Grey's Anatomy. What's her name? I I always, I I can never get her, is, is it... Uh, Pompeo is her last name. Right. I'll take it. That's okay, good. It's like Jeopardy. What were you thinking her first name? Emily, but it's not. No, it's, it's, like, it's Ellen. Yeah. Like Sigeneris. Ellen Pompeo. Uh, Jim, back to you. Uh, Lorraine Bracco starred as Tony Soprano's therapist on The Sopranos. She also played Ray Liotta's wife in this Martin Scorsese movie. Um... Right. That is correct. Big J, give me one of the two game shows Jane Lynch currently hosts for NBC. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? That is absolutely incorrect. Wrong. Not only the is... The weakest link. Oh, is, damn it. it. Not on NBC. She is not the host of that show. That would be Jimmy Kimmel currently the host. Right. Everyone's yeah, weakest link. Weakest damn link. it. Right. And do you know the other one? Just for bonus points? No, no. Hollywood Game Night. Right. That is the other one that she hosts. Jim, congratulations. You got yourself all qualified for Win Santa's Sack and... Infuriating! Lots of Metallica uh, tomorrow, acoustic style, coming your way. Hold on one second, Jim. We'll get some information from you, and we'll do some headlines next on the X-Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore, home of the Sweet 16. Check it out at GoTeamMazda.com. Also check out their Fresh Start credit button and all their inventory updates, even payment calculators, all right there at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. She's loving it. Our mistake or start saving. Our mistake. Officials from the UK's Stroke-on-Trent Crown Court say a testing error is to blame after a number of cartoon and movie characters were listed as defendants on the court's logs. The list included Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Roadrunner, Buzz Lightyear, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, among others. All were listed as being due before a judge at 10 o'clock. Social media posts from lawyers and court watchers speculated the names have been posted due to a testing error or as maybe a joke of an outgoing member of staff. Real-life defendants also had their names on the list. Officials confirmed the Wednesday night error was due to character names being put into the listing system to try to upgrade stuff, and they tested it out. They tweeted about the issue that writing the local team has updated the final list online, removing the cartoon characters and movie stars from the list. So, no, Daffy Duck wasn't expected to show up in court, nor was George Clooney or any of the other people that they listed. Jeez. Thank goodness. Otherwise, that would have been real awkward, right? Yeah, a little bit. Real Space Jam situation here. (laughs) They're showing up in court. That and who framed Roger Rabbit? (laughs) She's loving it or start saving? Start saving. A lock of Elvis Presley's hair is expected to get fans all shook up when it goes under the hammer Uh with an established price tag of about $6,000. 
the black strands from the king's famous uh, haircut were swept up by his barber, Homer Gilead, who decided to save the uh, cuttings following his death in 1977. But that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so he, he had... <laughs> was he keeping a collection of people's hairs? I think, he, I think he was. Rooted through, that's creepy, man. He, creepy. He has a patch, basically, of his hair that he, uh, he stapled to a card, which read, quote... This card contains locks of hair from the King of Rock and Roll, as cut by Mr. Gill of Memphis from 19, in 1975. He says, memories of which in future years they will always be Elvis, 1935 to 1977. So yeah, he kept it for two years. Uh-huh. And then, and then when he died, he's like, well, yeah, I guess I should hang on to that. Lifelong British fan Tom Unwin snapped up the hair back in 2010 to add to his collection of memorabilia. He paid 4000 for it, and now he's selling it because he's, quote, had so much enjoyment from showing off my Elvis hair to friends over the years. I want others to experience that same enjoyment. Ah, people are creepy, man. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I don't like any of it. I don't like that it's expensive. I don't like that it's stapled to a card. I don't like the barber caught, kept it. And I don't like people buying it and then showing it off to their friends. And I don't know what I would do if one of my friends showed me a dead person's hair. I'd be like, what are you doing, dude? We're supposed to be having a party. Why, why are you showing me this people's hair? I have a feeling you wouldn't be friends for very long. You're right. I'd probably walk out. In, a, in a, just a, a fit of anger. Slamming the door behind me. Some crazy hair people. Wrap it up with She's Loving It. And Big J, who says fast food can't be romantic? Certainly not you. A viral video recently surfaced that claims to show a man hiding an engagement ring in the top of a McDonald's hamburger. Alina DeMoma posted the video to her TikTok page that appears to show her boyfriend preparing to propose to her by by shoving the engagement ring into the the burger of a McDonald's box. The man pushes the ring in, then pushes the box across the table to his hopeful bride-to-be since it was posted. The video has been viewed at least 13 million times. Ooh. The caption said, I said yes, along with fire and heart emoji emojis. Of course, uh, viewers are being very critical about the proposal at a fast food restaurant. Of course. But at least one person wrote, this is how people win my heart with food. And uh, I get it, I suppose. The other part of it is, I, I don't think we can be so critical right now. 2020 is a weird time to propose or do any yeah. of that stuff. Sometimes you got to take what you can get. And if all you can do is go to a fast food place and she happens to like it and she said yes, what? what I mean, if yeah. it makes a if couple happy, who cares? herself a fish fillet and you put a ring in the top of it, what are you going to do? Yeah, those steamed buns. Those, that ring will go deeper into yeah. the fish fillet bun. That's for sure. Morning after. Tartar sauce. <laughs> no, you don't want it in the tartar sauce. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. <laughs> ACDC shot in the dark here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That album is out in stores today. You can check that out. Some new music on your Friday for you for sure. And if you want a little extra money, Big J's got an idea for you. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen the Netflix original Ozarks. Uh, have you, Nick? Yes, yeah. it's fantastic. And it, it's a uh, uh, set in the the, uh, the Ozarks, and that's where the story takes us here. Uh, Northwest Arkansas Council is uh, shelling out a whole bunch of money the next six months to attract top talent uh, of the charming ta- small towns within the Ozark Mountains, Nick. And they want uh, people to uh, make some money, so they're offering to pay you ten thousand dollars to move there during the pandemic. Taking a page out of Alaska's playbook, huh? Yeah, yeah, and uh, move someplace. Apparently, uh, the uh, Northwest Arkansas there is home to a bunch of Fortune 500 companies, Walmart, Tyson Foods, and JB Hunt, to name a few. So uh, they're looking to, uh, you know, step up a game with their uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics jobs in particular. Now, I'm not exactly sure how much that's going to help things. I mean, you know, it's not like Ozark makes the Ozarks look. Great. It doesn't make it look terrible either. I mean, it really does make it look like it's it's a pretty fancy place. You know, there's a lot of really cool areas and stuff. Obviously, the the idea behind the TV show really has nothing to do with um, the place itself. More about the people involved in it, of course. But it still uh, is interesting to me that they need a bunch of people to move there and how 
they think that that much money is going to get a bunch of people to do it. Uh, they're not alone. Uh, apparently, Oklahoma is offering up to ten thousand dollars for two hundred fifty remote workers to relocate to the Sooner State. Uh, so this is a new uh, headhunter kind of situation for states trying to get people to come to to their terrible places to live. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know the the cost of living. I'm sure in Northwest Arkansas, probably not that bad. Yeah, 10,000 might go a lot further than it would in other places. But it's also pretty remote. Like the Ozarks, I imagine you have to do some traveling to get to the usual things that you're it, used to. It doesn't give, I didn't get in depth into this article, but yeah, I, I didn't get in depth in some of the smaller towns and, and how, you, you know, I mean, hills have eyes, right? I mean, up there, <laughs> I mean, it can get weird. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it can get weird pretty much anywhere if you, if you look deep and dark enough. But it is interesting. I mean, listen, I'm sure they're going to have plenty of Walmarts. It is Arkansas, which is where they're based. So yeah. you're going to have that to sprawl out to. I guess, you know, you factor in taxes and stuff like that, and you're looking at five grand really to upheave and move everything with the hopes of changing things up. But then again, you know, listen, there are plenty of people, especially during the pandemic, that are tired of city life that want to move someplace a little or, bit more remote. Or out of work. Right. So, yeah, it might be an opportunity. Pick you up know. sticks. And head got? out to the sticks. Any interest, Big J? No, man. Just making sure. Just making sure. I, Arkansas, one of the many places I've never been to. I may have driven through it. I don't know. If I do, I certainly don't remember it. But uh, I never really uh, particularly never wanted, really to. wanted to go to Arkansas. No, no offense. No. I don't feel like I'm missing out because I haven't been to Little Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, you'll be missing out if you don't want a prize from us courtesy of Bad Impressions. That's next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, we'll hook somebody up here with a $25 gift card to Papa Joe's Italian Cuisine in uh, Boise, Nick, uh, right there on Capitol Boulevard. Enjoy yourself some delicious food and some fun atmosphere if you get that chance. We'll mail it out to you. And just need to figure out bad impressions. All right, some food on us if you want to play a game called Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003 is the phone number that you need to call if you'd like to play. All you have to do is figure out who Big J is trying to be or impersonate, if you will. From three clues that he has put together, all three point to the famous person, figure it out, and this particular prize becomes your particular prize. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Shane. All right, Shane. Good luck. Uh, Fictional character here, okay? Oh. Ooh. (laughs) I've used a lasso of truth. In the first movie. Uh, next one. Maybe in 1984, I'll get my invisible jet plane. Uh, next one. Jacqueline Smith played me in the TV version with Gal Gadot bringing me to life on the big screen. Unbelievable. What? Ooh, it was not Jacqueline woman. Smith. Congratulations, man. You got the, uh, wait, the right wait, answer. Who was Linda it? Carter. Oh. Who's Jacqueline Smith? She was in Charlie's Angels. Uh, I got those shows mixed up all the time. <laughs> Wait, why? One of them clearly has Ladies. superpowers. <laughs> yeah, but there was only one lady in Wonder Woman, not three. You mean not all of them did the spin around and change outfits? No, no, that never really happened. Really, what happened here? I got my commercials mixed up between the uh, the Eye Lens Crafters commercials and the Kmart commercials. Uh, why is Wonder Woman in the news? Uh, Warner Brothers executives are uh, in a in a tough position, Nick. They can't figure out what to do here uh, with Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel that was supposed to come out this summer. And according to multiple media reports, studio execs are torn between the strategy that would see the movie released on Christmas, then added to the company's HBO Max streaming service in January, or a postponement of the theatrical debut until the summer of 2021. Uh, it's getting ridiculous, man. At some point, uh, they ha- I feel like they just need to do it and come what may, especially in other markets. And then whatever happens here in the States happens here in the States, I think. You almost have to take it out of the equation because it's just it's just a mess. It's a yeah, mess. Yeah, the, uh, the, according to Bloomberg, the internal de- de- deliberations are leaning towards a hybrid release uh, that will allow theater chains to make a profit off of ticket sales during the initial release and then drive subscriber signups to the company's streaming platform. Because, you know, it's not a wouldn't be a video-on-demand situation. HBO Max isn't set up that way. So. Well, I guess that's a catch because it's not like... DC makes any money off of HBO Max subscribers. You know, they're not they're not investors or partners in that particular thing. So I'm trying to figure out how they would do that. And why can't they do like a, a Bill and Ted kind of a thing? 
you know, where it's available for you to rent if you want to rent it on a bunch of different platforms. And then they make the money that way. And then you can also put it in theaters if you want to put it in theaters and make whatever money you make that way, too. Yep. But I don't know. I don't know either. It's probably an exclusive agreement that they have through HBO Max. Is probably the there's thing some other agreements them. that make it difficult as well with some theater chains. So it's, it's it sucks either way, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the point, however, that like it's like, all right, I just want to see the stuff that's done. If it's done, let us see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just wasting away. Because it's clear that we're not able to behave ourselves enough to get it out in real theaters and, and a real theatrical rollout. And so that's on us. So I would just like to see it in some way, shape, or form would be nice, I suppose. Because uh, there's a bunch of movies in the can. I know there's a bunch of need to be made still. But, like, you know, things like um, Suicide Squad and uh, Black Widow and Wonder Woman 1984. All these things are ready to go. Yeah. We just need to see them. And I want to see them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Can I interest you in an elevator to the gallows, Big J? Please. Then you're King Freak. That is Rob Zombie. New stuff from him here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the show for not only this day, this Friday the 13th, but also this particular week. Thank you for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Basically, uh, the theme of the show today was new music. Got a chance to hear some new stuff from Theory with Dead Man today. We world premiered the new Dead Sarah song, Hands Up. You got to hear some new Bring Me the Horizon. So it was a pretty good show when it comes to new music today. Of course, uh, also thank you to our friend uh, Jordan Fish for stopping by. He of Bring Me the Horizon uh, on the show this morning. That was pretty awesome. Thank you to the fish also that got stuck in a dude's throat over there in Egypt. Made it possible for us to have We're Going to Hell story today. And thanks to you, Big J, for a life lesson and a lesson in economics with the movie industry with your bad impressions. I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, my greatest apologies to Linda Carter and her family. <laughs> that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Uh, hey, good news, Nick. Uh, as far as lists goes, we're way down on the list for this, uh, and that is the fattest states. Well, we're doing our part. That's right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if we are, but depending on where you want to be, number one on the list is West Virginia. We're at number 38. That's unfortunate for uh, West Virginians, of course. Not a bunch of fat asses. But 38 ain't bad, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, listen, you, you've moved up in the world. Wisconsin's 23, bro. Yeah, listen, Wisconsin used to be in leading the charge in this particular survey. Uh, that was always something that you can make fun of, was the weight of the people in Wisconsin. And now it's like middle of the pack. That's no fun. The least fat is Utah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, because it is uh, it is state law there that you have to exercise. Right? Yeah, you got to get out and walk or yeah, something. Just make sure. Plus the near beer. That'll that'll take the effect as right. well. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We will see you next week. Your next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Strong Volkswagen. Unlock stronger pricing at strongvw.com. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.